What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. It's nice to be home, hanging out in my living room, sleeping on couches, and talking to all you fine fellas. Dude, I had a blast down in Texas. Thank you to everyone that uh, came out for Childerberg. And it was nice to be back outdoors, telling some jokes, watching people in their lawn chairs, packing their own coolers full of beer. Dude, I love being outdoors and throwing myself some comedy parties. Even though I didn't actually technically put this one together, I still showed up, and it was fucking awesome. And I was uh, I was nervous re- returning to Childerberg because uh, people come back every year, and I felt like I was going to need at least a new 20 minutes of material or so, and I had all sorts of new shit, particularly really dark stuff that's going on in the political world, and it all was all landing, and I had a blast, and now... I feel very confident in Porch Tour because we're returning to destinations. I was afraid that maybe I wasn't going to turn around enough new material for it. And who knows? Maybe Childerberg was a one-off. Maybe now I go on tour with this material and everyone else is like, what the fuck was this? And I'm like, well, the Childer people kind of liked it. Uh, But anyways, Porch Tour dates, they're going to be up soon. Sadly, I got to shift some things around because uh, Davey Smith just came through with some really good... uh, weekends and work for me so i do have to make some adjustments which uh means i gotta make some awkward phone calls and tell people that we gotta move their porch to uh to another weekend uh but all these dates they're gonna be up soon and i really look forward to it because i i forgot how much i love porch tour being a chilled up was an absolute blast new materials clicking and it was fun hanging out outdoors with everyone getting hammered uh also uh, I feel like if you're a comedian and you go down to, to, to Austin now, you got to talk about Rogan's new establishment. But before I do, I got to say just uh, Austin crowds seem to be good comedy crowds because uh, luckily I got to do three shows at the Creek in the Cave. Uh, just got up on uh, guest spots. Uh, Rebecca hooked it up. And I did great on every one of those shows. And I was really pushing it on stuff I normally only really do in front of our audience because the people in New York just stare and get mad at me. And, like, I looked at those crowds, and they were, like, all these young, attractive people. And there's two kryptonites. I guess it's the young, attractive, like, 25 to 30-year-olds. And then you're, like, 70-year-old, just nice people at a 7 p.m. show that just kind of stare at me and go, why is he saying these things to me? Uh, and then you're like, well, where are the construction workers, delinquents, and people that drink that understand where I'm coming from? And the Austin crowds looked like they were going to be like the New York City crowds, but they were just on board. You said jokes, and they laughed at jokes. They understood that you were kidding. So I got to say, Austin's got a cool thing. I did get to hang out a little bit at uh, Rogan's establishment. Uh, one of the door. I feel like I'm in Fight Club because uh, one of the door. Everyone just knows me from part of the problem, but it's always like the service people. Like the other comedians have no idea I'm a comedian, but the service people they know it's up. They're listening to part of the problem. Uh, so I got to do the open mic, which was cool. It was cool. It was fun. I got to get up in the little room. Went pretty good. Pressure cooker of three minutes of comedy with the lights on, but it was fun. It it was a cool room. And then I got to watch uh, Kill Tony out there, which. Uh, through all the skank fest, I'm always running around working, so I never get to actually sit down and watch uh, watch that show, and it was an absolute blast. I'm not going to give away who the uh, guests were. I don't know if the episode is up yet, but uh, I was honored to be able to sit down and watch that show with the guests that were on it. It was really, really funny. And then I got to drink a little bit at that uh, private bar there, and it was, it was a blast. So looking forward to more Porch Store dates. Uh, things are going well. Syracuse this weekend. Uh, all right. Let's get into some random topics. I feel like I haven't complained enough about life events recently. I feel like I've been so overwhelmed by news topics and things that were actually going on that were insightful and real information that I haven't complained to you about the stupid bullshit that we have to exist uh, and take care of and deal with in our daily lives. 
So I'm going to complain about some stupid bullshit. If you're listening and you just want to get right to the news, uh, you just fast forward the next five minutes, except we're live. So you might be wondering how you can fast forward if you're currently just talking to me live. And uh, I, I, I can't answer that for you. I can't answer for t how t technology that doesn't exist you should be able to uh, make use of. All right, a couple comments as my ADD goes wild. Jeff, please come back to Nashville. We will be doing a porch tour in Bon Aqua. That is definitely happening. There's no question about it. David's calling me a cutie pie. What's up, dude? Come out to a show. Say what's up. Uh, have you read any Mencius Curtis Yarvin? No, never even heard of the guy. All right, let's continue. So uh, here's some stupid bullshit I'm going to throw at you guys. I saw one of the worst things I've ever seen a hotel ever. You guys can actually follow me on Twitter, Robbie the Fire. You can see the actual letter that was uh, put up by this hotel. I don't even remember which hotel branch it was. Man, I wanted to shit on this hotel because... I feel that as a, a person with an audience, it's up to us to shit on brands. Like, as a person and an individual, you should have this uh, spirituality to understand that not everything's going to work out perfectly. Not everyone's intelligent. Not everyone's helpful. No one cares about your feelings. And it's up to you to choose how you react to things. That's on you. If you're going to be angry all the time, you get to control your reactions. Then you have to deal with that anger. So from a spiritual perspective, based on recent things that I read, you don't want to be an angry Jew cunt all the time. But for the sake of... You, so you got to do both things at the same time. You have to take deep breaths and go, I can't freak out at this person in this hotel. But then you can also understand that an injustice has been served and then go online and trash the brand for the injustice. Because if enough people trash brands even when they weren't that pissed off about something and they dealt with it in a reasonable mature matter then brands will start to realize that they can't just fuck people over because they're not courteous so with Childa, you know i'm sitting down we're on a tight chilly budget i'm trying to price out a hotel for my evening in austin uh and you know you're researching all the hotels that are available you're doing all the schematics in your head walkability drop off time how much luggage i got late checkouts there's a lot of variables moving on and then whether or not there's a free breakfast included in this pricing you gotta do your research and you're sitting there you're googling all the stuff you finally make a determination and if you're ocd like me i can tire myself out on this shit i used to go to uh go to a store and spend so much time inspecting the apples you finally decide on an apple and then you go to try and open up the bag and the thing won't open and you got to try and lick your hands like an envelope. Now you get nervous about the germs on the bag. You're fumbling the bag. You finally get the thing open, but you're so frustrated you just tear it. Then you got to get a new bag. You finally get your apple into the bag and then you just give up on life. You're like, that's it. I'm going home. I'm calling it a day. This buying apples thing was too frustrating. I've learned that about myself. You know, sometimes you get too many options. You stress yourself out trying to evaluate, figure out what's perfect. And sometimes you just got to be like, all right, even if it's not perfect, I'm going to lose my fucking mind spending three hours researching a hotel to save myself 10 pennies. So anyways, I've gotten better about not over-researching the hotels, but you still sit down, you do your homework. Other comic that was on the Chili gig was nice enough to drive me into Austin, give me a lift. I'm there with way too much stuff because I slept all my film equipment. And then we get to the hotel and there's a sign at the hotel right where you check in, just letting you know that the next day they won't be having running water. Just letting you know that, uh, you know, you could have been homeless for the evening because they're like they're they're giving you uh, recently crossed the border uh, accommodations. And like, I'm just standing. There, I go, wait, wait, hold on a second, because they didn't even let you know. I'm like, is this accurate? She goes, yeah. And then the Jew lawyer clicks in. I got to reread the document. And I'm like, so you guys telling me you don't have running water here tomorrow? She goes, yeah, that's what the letter says. 
So I'm like, so if I'm using your bathroom, I can't flush a toilet here tomorrow? Yeah, but I can get you free breakfast. Wait, so that I have to make more diarrhea in an unflushable toilet? What I should have done if I was funny is kept that hotel room and just shat in the sink. <laughs> so then I had to spend 20 minutes standing there canceling the hotel room. Just going, all right, well then, I don't want this reservation. I don't understand how you made a reservation for me in an establishment without running water. And then they had to get the manager, who had to get the, this person, pretending like I'm the asshole for not wanting to stay in a hotel that doesn't have a fucking flushable toilet. I'm the asshole on this one. And then I had to, you know, angrily walk the streets with all my baggage, finding another hotel. By that point, I just looked like one of the other homeless people. All right, you want to hear other things that I'm going to complain about? Firstly, I don't know when the last time you took a vacation was. I don't really take vacations so much, but I do get to travel quite a bit to do stand-up comedy, which is a blast, and I love it. But anyone taking a vacation, I'm sure you can relate to this, that you start getting stressed about how much things are costing you, that then you try, then you end up spending like stupid money just to try and de-escalate your stress from all the money that you had previously spent. Like you look at like what it cost you to get to the airport, and then you look at what it, what the flight cost you, and then not having to sit in a middle seat and what that cost you, and then you're all stressed out. So you woke up to the to the bar at the at the hotel, at the airport, and you're like, I know that this is gonna be overpriced, but I'm fucking furious. I gotta sit on a flight. I'll get a drink, and then it's like twenty dollars for the drink, and then you're really pissed off. You're like, fuck, I can't afford twenty dollars for a drink. I better have another one. Have you guys ever experienced that? That that's a that's a bad feedback loop when you're you're stressed about the money that you've spent and so then you try and spend money to de-stress yourself. Not a working solution. Uh, all right, here's another complaint I have with the universe because we're just gonna get it all out and then we can get into the news with a smile because compared to the stupid bullshit that we all have to deal with in our lives, eh, what do these politics even really mean? All right, all right. Next up, uh, I'm gonna say that stores ruined cash at their own business. If you're a store, of course you'd rather cash. You don't have to report the cash necessarily. I would never do this. You hand me cash, I'm reporting that to the IRS every single time. But there's people out there, cash transactions, you know, sometimes from a percentage standpoint, depending on how you're doing your accounting, that cash business can be more lucrative. I would never operate this way, but from what I understand, other people prefer having cash. And you know how you ruined your cash business and made sure that everyone in the history of the world would have to use a credit card when every single item comes up to 402 and you're actually handing me back pennies as change. I was on a bike ride the other day. By the way, I'm getting really back into cycling. Like I'm almost, uh, am somewhat missing my house because I want to be out on my bicycle, being a big old fruitcake, enjoying the wind in my hair. <laughs> so anyways, I stopped because I didn't pack a water and it was really hot out and I needed a water. And then I bought a smart water, which, uh, yeah, I guess smart if you want to get ripped off. It was like 405 for a fucking water bottle. How do you have that? And then the guy actually, I was like, you're really going to give me all this change? You know what I did? Right in front of him, I just put it into my, like, the, the bike booty things, and I just let it fall out. I made, I made it sound like I was shitting on the floor. I just let it splash right on the floor. As I'm walking out, you just see nickels and pennies coming out the backside of my little bike shorts. No, I didn't really do that. You kidding me? I'm Jewish. I wasn't going to give back the change. All right, here's another stupid gripe that I have with the world. Is, uh, if you're on a plane, it's first to stand. And what I mean is, when that little blinky thing goes off with the lights, whoever stands up first, they get the aisle way. That's the only system that we have. There's no other way to make a determination here. If I'm on the right, you're on the left, and I'm quicker to stand up, that is my seat now. And let me tell you, I'm the quicker stander-upper on the entire East Coast. I practice this in my house. I do it like drills. What I do is uh, I, I got the sound of like the ding, ding, 
and I'll, I'll play that, and then I'll get up really quick from my chair. What I do is I secretly unbuckle my belt buckle before that thing does the ding-ding, and then once it ding-dings, I'm already standing. You didn't even know what happened, and that takes skill. That takes traveling the entire country, not actually having reward cards for benefits so you never get upgraded, and then you spend too much money on dumb things in the airport because you don't have access to the lounges, and you're traveling all the time, so it becomes cumulatively frustrating. Those are the skills that I bring to the table. I'm at home doing squats, so then when that ding-ding goes up, I'm standing before you even knew it. And if I'm already there standing, someone's got to educate these people on the etiquette of that once it's first to stand. They should have that right up on the side of the airplane next to, like, American Airlines. We have a first-to-stand policy. It's very simple. Whoever stands first, they get control of that aisle way until the thing deplanes. But people, they don't recognize your first-to-stand. They'll start, they'll, they'll start boxing you out as if you're there trying to rebound your luggage equipment. I'm already standing here. I'm not going to be a bitch and sit back down just because you're trying to uh, breathe on me or whatever. And then the other thing, if I was so impatient that I was first to stand and gather my items, which, by the way, is the most polite way to be deplaning. I don't want to hear anything about don't. It's first to stand, and then you gather your shit together. And then maybe you make some room for other people to gather their shit together, and they sit back down so you can hustle off the plane. We've all been crammed in here. You know, that, that's the way to do it. I, I can't stand it. You watch people, and they, they've got no hustle trying to get off this plane. As if there aren't poorer people stuck behind them in shittier seats this entire time, smelling a bathroom and dealing with fatter people. And you're just there, relaxing, putting up your, your, your shoes and your shades as if you're still sitting on the beach. Come on. We got, we've been sitting on this plane. People got places to be. Anyways, anyone, want, anyone in the chat going to argue with me on my first-to-stand policy? I had a weird one. Some guy was like half molesting me, and I, w- I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna sit back down. I wasn't gonna let this taller, bigger man bitch me out. Uh, all right. I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the end of the random topics. Random talks topics today brought to you by SheathUnderwear.com. Use promo code RYM. You get yourself twenty percent off the greatest underwear that's ever graced the balls of man. And let me tell you, I was down in that Texas heat, roaming around, and it absolutely saved my balls and wiener. You do not want to be in these hot sweater summer months with swamp ass everywhere you go. And then you go back into the air conditioning and it cools down and then you think you're clean. But you know that you were swamped ass. You know that you're like that sweaty kid who went to gym class before they made you shower and then you just went back to to class all sweaty and stuff. You don't want to to be living that life. You want to be cool, calm, and collected at all times. I'm telling you. Sheathunderwear.com, promo code RYM. You can save yourself 20% off. If you haven't tried Sheath Underwear... I was never a boxer briefs guy before I discovered sheathunderwear.com. It is a game changer, particularly in the summer. Don't be uncomfortable. Don't have your shitty, boxy, uh, bunchy, hold-in-it underwear. The original pairs I bought from Sheath have still held up. Perfect quality. Hasn't lost any of its elasticity. Wish I could say the same things for my wiener, but I can't. All right, that's it. We've covered all the random topics. Now, let's see what we are going to be getting into for today. Because uh, we got some big news stories. Producer man, hit that news drop. Let's play the topics for the people. Orcas are attacking boats to protest windmills. You guys can look that up. Everyone's talking about it. You got orcas. They're seeing these boats out there. They're starting to attack boats. All the, all the whales are turning into Moby Dick. No one knows why I'm telling you. They're protesting the windmills. Windmills are throwing off their fucking instructions. They said that windmills were going to be good for the environment, but it's confusing the whales, and they're starting to get outraged and attack our boats. Next up, with NASA addressing the existence of unidentified aerial phenomena, 
Oh, can we just talk about the fact that they're calling them UAPs instead of UFOs? It, it, it's so unfair to the UFO people. For years, people have been like, why won't the government finally acknowledge that there are UFOs? And then they finally do, and they go, I oh, know, there's no such thing as a UFO. What we've got out there is unidentified aerial phenomena. These aren't even remotely similar things. We've got UAPs. I don't know what you're talking about with the UFOs. I don't know what that voice was, but I enjoyed it. All right, let's continue this one back from the beginning with NASA addressing the existence of unidentified aerial phenomena. Will it was aliens become the dog farted of our century? I know what they're doing. I would have believed in aliens until they started admitting that there are aliens. They, they want something new to blame our mRNAs, price increases. Well, once we, were, we ran out of blaming Jews and Russians. Government stood around and they're like, listen, we're raising this debt limit. You know, we're going to end up with some financial problems. We need someone new to blame. And NASA's like, all right, we'll start admitting it was aliens. And then you could say that uh, they did it. All right. With the debt ceiling suspended, will everything be free now? That That's a good question. I don't even know how that works at that point. Next is what color slash gender do you need to be to declare yourself? Oh, no, no, no. What color or gender do you need to declare yourself for a lucrative career as a DEI leader. That's right, people. A lot of these jobs, they're going to be going the way of artificial intelligence. But when there's new jobs, because they've just been invented, such as a DEI person, well, they're not going to be able to replace that that easily because it hasn't been done by humans yet. Like the robots need to study the humans before they actually figure out how to do the position. So if you're looking for a new lucrative career, you need to be ahead of the times. You got to see what the market's looking for. And if there's anything that the markets are looking for, it's DEI leaders. And so we've got the inside scoop of what gender and color you need to declare yourself for a lucrative career. And lastly, Donald Trump still classified documents about General Miley's plans to invade Iran with puppy boy soldiers. Man, we got we got a packed episode. Episodes are rarely this packed with information. All right, let's take a couple comments and we can get into it. Whoa, comment sections going nuts today. Eric John, the pizza artist, that Biden trip and fall today was all time greatness. That is true. That is 100 percent true. Um, all right. Steve O'Shea, my guy, Robbie, any plans to do? Buffalo. Come out to Syracuse. I'm in Syracuse this weekend. We'll probably not do Buffalo again unless uh, Sam Tripoli, Ryan Long, or another friend of mine is out there and will let me open up for them. Uh, Drave something. How many falls are we at? It's just this in the stairs and the bike. Yeah. The real question is how many falls does Biden have left? How many more times can he take a blunder like that before we actually see a hip snap right on live television and then you got to get another actor to play Joe Biden? He, he can't have too many falls and collapses like that left. I mean, think about it. That's what happens with most grandparents. You leave them alone and then one hip breaks and then you go, all right, it healed. They'll be okay. The next hip breaks. And then you realize, oh, we have to actually move him into the house. So that, that's the real question you should be asking is, how many falls does the Biden guy have left? All right, so let's get into our topics for today. The first one being this new career of DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, vice presidents being hired even from the most Christian of brands amongst us, Chick-fil-A. So you got this, uh, oh, why, why is this out of order? fucking producer guy all right here we'll go back let's stay on this one we'll plug your kratom our other sponsor and then we'll go back to the debt deal stuff um i love that there's actually people being hired to ensure that organizations are diverse enough 
I mean, how complicated is it to be a diverse organization? What, do you need a bachelor's in bullshit sciences of fairness? I mean, how tough is like, you know what I like? I like the idea of like a DEI almost operating like uh, the gay interior decorators that you see in movies. And they just walk. This place is trash. Okay. I need more colors in this room. I can't. How is anyone supposed to work in an office this bland and white? What we need in here is colors, shades, browns, and hairs, and women. <laughs> I mean, isn't it just like, isn't it obvious? You just walk into a room and you go, we need more of the following shades. It's like the CEO could almost get up at the, like uh, one of like those, uh, like, and roll out a scroll and go, all right, uh, we have a problem at this organization that we're currently 80% white. So I'm going to have to fire 10 of you people. And then uh, by tomorrow, we need to find a black, a brown, an Asian a lady, and if anyone can find me a Guatemalan, Guatemalan counts for two. So if someone can find me a Guatemalan, then we could, uh, we might actually hit the scores that are necessary. I mean, how do you have entire careers that are based on nothing? If anything, here's what you got to do. You can start having an entirely white office because then that will diversify you from other offices because other offices are, are diverse. The only way that we're going to have a diversity of the offices is as if you actually have an entirely white one, because no one else has an entirely white office. Can you have an entirely women office? Can you have an entirely uh, black office? Because if not, we might end up living in a future where everyone has to identify as something else just to get hired. It'll be like a Joanna Man type movie, but instead of play playing the WNBA, it will just be for uh, uh, your accounting job. When you hit the threshold ceiling of where you can get promoted at, at your job, you'll have no choice but to pretend like you're going undergoing uh, gender reassignment surgery until you get to that level. And then you find out that the, the, the office actually has too many white women. And now you got to declare yourself uh, that you identify as black. And then all of a sudden it's got the, the, too many of that. They actually needed a juice. You're getting yourself circumcised. Oh, man, it's going to get tough to predict the market of... Uh, <laughs> who, what particular race and color of people offices don't have enough at at any given point of time hiring asian people only need to fill asian people quota well that will never be a problem because they're like you know because uh, like the harvard thing all right we, we don't want to get uh we don't want to get too spicy here all right now we're going to go back the other way producer man where's where's the where's the keyboard all right hold on hold on Hold on, now let's go back to the debt topic. Now that we covered everything having to do with the diversity inclusion index, let's talk about the debt ceiling, uh, which even I'm bored of. I, you know, I, I get, I like the fiscal conservative stuff, and you know, I'm trying to read this even on board because uh, the, they're not fixing it. If you were curious, they're not fixing it. They actually have suspended it for two years. Uh, so you know, I guess whatever like government things you were relying on, you can assume. Here's why they didn't fix it, because they got a Ukrainian war to fight. They were sitting around. They're like, listen, no, now is no time to be reducing this deficit because we've got we've got a war to fight. And now they suspended the debt limit, which probably works well for everyone in Congress, because they're like, wait, so we don't have to actually do any work until 2025. And then everyone's like, all in favor, say yes. Good. We can go back to lunch and, and yell about dumb woke bullshit at each other that doesn't make a difference for two years. So we don't have to actually worry about funding all these social programs that we keep claiming that everyone can have. 
all right, great. Sounds like we can just go back to yelling about we want our trans kids, we don't want trans kids. All right, this was one of the oddities that I uh, enjoyed was that they were talking about rescinding up to $30 billion in unspent COVID-19 relief money. What was the other option? People just get to keep it? Oh, we've already promised that for COVID-19. And even though the emergency is over and there's nothing to spend it on, we can't take that. Like, what, what was going to happen to it? They actually had to pass a law to take back unspent money? How does, that, how does that even make sense? So if they didn't pass a law saying that they were going to claw back the unspent COVID-19 money, what was going to happen to that $30 billion? The, the, the NIH was just going to be able to spend it on extravagant lunches. It would be like uh, when you hear these police departments that engage in civil asset forfeiture and they just get to buy themselves nice coffee machines and chairs. If it doesn't get spent by the end of the year, it gets allocated to something else. You know, whoever got that money standing around like, fucking, you're, you're just going to take it back? I told you to spend that while we still had it. Uh, that, was our, that was our only chance to keep that $30 billion. Um, so this is from the New York Times. I'd like to uh, read this little piece. I like because, uh, you know, there's so much gamemanship going on here that when they first got the deal, McCarthy went back and said, we clearly won. Joe Biden went, we clearly won. Then both sides were like, oh, it doesn't look good if we just go that we won and we're spending. Maybe we got to pretend like we lost. Ah, oh, they really beat me up in there. Joe Biden. Oh, my God. I would have I would have spent so much more money. But these these dirty Republicans, they 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 really beat us up. Oh, my God. This whole thing was going to fall apart. They had my ass out. I was rammed over a barrel, and they really they really got us good, but they could have got us worse. All right, so this is from the New York Times. How Biden lost. Almost no other country in the world has a debt ceiling. Legislators elsewhere see it as redundant. Politicians can argue about taxes and spending when writing budgets, but once they pass those budgets, they don't debate whether to pay their country's bills. Um, well, I guess even that's true if you run out of money then you got to start having the conversation. So sometimes you can say, yeah, we can afford all these things. And then you actually realize that you couldn't afford all these things. And so you have to make some decisions because you allocated money that you don't actually have and can't afford. And then I don't understand. And then it, then it should just be against the law to legislate any new spending. If you're already above the debt ceiling, or when you get to the debt ceiling part, then you have to have that conversation. Like, what are you proposing should be the tool to keep us from overspending. If the debt ceiling exists, then it sounds to me like the protocol is that they make bad decisions about what's going to be spent, but at least there's a debt ceiling. And then when you hit that, you have to have a conversation about getting rid of some of the things that you said you were going to spend for because you don't actually have the money for it. If you're not going to have the debt ceiling part, then I guess you have to have a better conversation when you're allocating the money and then what happened? Fine. If you didn't have this technical debt ceiling, so then what happens if you don't actually have the money? Well, I guess you just always print it and just have inflation. All right, let's continue. If you think in terms of a family budget, you can see why the rest of the world scoffs at the idea. A family should have a serious discussion over whether it can afford a new car or house. But once it has bought the car or house, there isn't much a point in arguing over whether to pay the bill. Reneging on it will only worsen the family's finances unless you don't have the money. Like if you bought a car that you couldn't afford because you were a dumbass and then you get to a point where you're like, I don't have, let's just say you took on expenses of $5,000 a month. Let's just go with this. Your family got $1,000 in insurance costs, $2,500 on a mortgage. And then the extra $1,500 on top of that, you got yourself a fucking like top of the line 
I don't even know what would be a $1,500 a month uh, auto loan payment, but let's just say I, I, I literally have no idea. I have, I have an old Subaru. I don't know. You got a Lambo? Is a Lambo a 15? No, there's no way a Lambo is a 15. I don't know. A nice BMW? The nicest BMW? I don't know. For some reason, you got an auto car. It's $1,500 a month. And then you get to the end of the month, and you realize, I don't have $5,000. Well, then you're going to go, all right, I guess I'm not going to pay the car bill and that's going to ruin my credit, but at least I have enough money for my mortgage and the insurance and maybe some money for food so you can feed your kids. Isn't that the way budgeting works? Sometimes you fucked up, you spent more than what you had, and yes, it's going to hurt your finances to not pay one of the bills that you promised, but if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. All right, let's continue. This background helps explain why Biden and his aides insisted publicly and privately that they would not negotiate over increasing the debt ceiling. Doing so, they explained, would encourage future ransom demands when the country again approached its debt limit. Congress should pass a straightforward increase the limit, White House officials said, and Biden would then be happy to negotiate over the federal budget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in other words, if all the leverage goes away for correcting the problem, then you're going to negotiate? So when there's a severe problem with repercussions, you refuse to give up any of your spending. But if you get rid of all the repercussions, no problem. I'd be happy to help you. I don't know. It's like if they had evidence about you and said, hey, listen, you're going to jail unless you rat on your friends. And you go, well, you guys destroy all that evidence. You get rid of the going to jail part. And then I'd be happy to talk. Of course, they're not going to talk. Instead, they abandoned this position and started negotiating with Republicans over the debt ceiling. That's what's that. That's where we fucked up here. Actually having a conversation with the Republicans about we can't possibly even admit that debt could be a problem. I mean, does the New York Times just think that there's endless money forever and ever? To be fair, Biden might not have a choice. Had he refused to negotiate, a financial crisis could have ensued and Biden might have taken the blame. Isn't that great? It's not about the money, whether or not we have it, whether or not it could be spent. It's just the political points of who would be at fault for when the, everyone who spent money that we don't have. But his surrender shows the Democrats in the country would benefit from a longer-term solution to the debt ceiling. As long as it exists, it will create economic uncertainty and give Republicans an extra opportunity to cut spending. <laughs> we can't possibly create a framework by which anyone can have a, a, like, they're not even talking about that, hey, we should have a serious conversation about reducing deficit spending. They're saying that since the debt ceiling gives the a bargaining chip to the Republicans to possibly go, hey, we can't afford all this and cut spending. We need to get rid of it because we have to make sure that we live in a structure by which there's never a conversation about cutting spending. All right. Great work, New York Times. Now, now you've really made sense of this for me. So we, we didn't have enough money for all of this, but we can just raise the limits and then it will all be fine. All right, let's take a moment to thank our other sponsor, YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. If you're into Kratom, you will not find a better price anywhere on the internet. As far as I know, take the YoKratom challenge. See if you can find a better price. Get yourself an entire kilo of Kratom for just 60 bucks. So if you're into Kratom, support the sponsor that supports us and get it from the only place in the entire world. You'll find an entire kilo for just 60 bucks. And if you're not a Kratom fan, well, then they also got their sister website, YoDelta.com, where you can get yourself, oh, they got the new vape pens. 
I, I gotta I gotta hit them up. They gotta send me some of those vape pens. I'm excited for those vape pens because last time I had one was when I was uh, hanging out with them down in Myrtle Beach. But I got the big bag of gummies in my freezer, and every single time I go on the road, you know what I do? I take two watermelon slices with me, which is all of 50 milligrams of, and that's all I need. That's already that's more than I need. I can go through an entire weekend of the nights I'm on the road just taking one nibble of those things because they pack a punch. So go stock up yodelta.com promo code RYM. You get yourself 20% off. This is from the Atlanta. Journal Constitution. Former First Lady Rosalind Carter has dementia, or as we like to call it, the thing that Biden has. Uh, the family announced it, but yeah, I mean, the good news is you, you could spend years just shuffling around. I mean, look at how well Obama uh, Biden's doing for a guy with dementia. So you just got to learn that Biden shuffle. And uh, you'll, yeah, I mean, you'll take a couple falls on uh, stairwells because those are tricky. Sometimes you'll get off a stage and take a spill. Those can be stippy too, but uh, you know, th- there's hope. All right, this was reported by the Gateway Pundit only. So I'm not going to take this as 100% as fact. I don't usually read the Gateway Pundit, but I saw this floating around on Twitter. And then this was the only website I actually saw reporting on it. And then I even went to DuckDuckGo to do more research about it. But uh, at least the Gateway Pundit is claiming that major charges dropped against Say Kandula, the East Asian migrant terrorist with Nazi flag who tried to ram White House and take over the country. See, this is already different than the way I first read it. The first time I read it, I thought they were saying all charges were dropped. Now it's just major charges. So maybe he still is in jail. Nah, eh, probably could have scrapped this story. If you know anything about it, email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Because the way I was guessing is that, like, this kid was such an idiot that when the FBI recruited him, he just forgot to put the bombs in the back. And that was supposed to be that the whole thing would explode, and then somehow they'd have a fireproof flag, and that would be the one thing that remained after a big-ass explosion. But then they, they just forgot to load the van. All they did was leave the flag. They got the flag over the barricade. No one was all that impressed, and they're like, this thing makes no sense. And then they're, they're like, all right, we're, if we just keep this kid, and he goes to jail, and he didn't even get a cool explosion out of it, we're never going to be able to recruit new people. Biden accuser Tara Reid claims she fled to Russia fearing for her life. You got to respect that one playing for keeps. Oh, that's a fun one. I mean, imagine if Carol Jean had done that. She goes, I Biden raped me and I no longer feel safe in the United States of America. So I flew over to Russia and then she can just hopefully get on their TV airwaves all the time and just talk about that. Even if it's not true, if you become, if you declare yourself a a Biden victim and you go over to Russia, do they treat you nicely in Russia? I'll claim that Biden raped me. How does that, how many times do I got to get on TV and talk about it? Did she get to hang out with Snowden? Why bed rotting is the newest hot self-care trend for lazy Gen Zers. And remember, just everything you do now is just self-care. I mean, this is, this is a remarkable time where huge pieces of shit can make a comeback. Like if you're a dude who've walked out on his family and spent the last 20 years drinking in bars, I mean, you could be opening up a business teaching Gen Zers about uh, the way of self-care. You can become like the, uh, you know, like triple judo, uh, open up uh, the strip mall type place where they used to have Taekwondo and just teach people about self-care. Remember, it doesn't matter how selfish or how bad your actions are or how much they might depress you because you're just lying in your bed all weekend. It's all just self-care now. All right, next article. Furries have serious beef with Ron DeSantis. If you thought Ron DeSantis had a chance of this primary, just know that he's got serious beef with the, fury, with the furry people now. I don't, I don't really understand what furry people is, 
but it seems to me like the fact that uh, uh, DeSantis is keeping kids away from them seems like a win. I don't quite understand what a furry convention is. I don't understand what these people are doing. I don't understand why it looks both wholesome and cute, but sexual at the same time. I'm just assuming that the most autistic gay people that can't get laid put these things on and then do what, you know, would normally be for the cooler gay people at trucker rest stops, but they're doing it from the safety of a furry costume. I, I don't know. I don't understand the way it works, but if I was DeSantis, I would try and figure out how to get these people to uh, protest every event uh, and then just be like, well, I'm keeping that away from your kids. So at least at least I'm doing that. That's pretty good. New York City makes it illegal to discriminate against weight and height. <laughs> if you're hiring uh, for positions and you're not allowed to discriminate against heavier individuals. And before we explore this topic, you know, I'm uh, I'm two injuries away from being a fat. I come from a long line of fat people. That That's where I'm supposed to be. Like if I went back to synagogue, got back, I would just be fat again. I would revert to the Jewish mean of overweight. I'd have the George Costanza sides. It's actually only because of my interest in looking like a white nationalist and I'm able to keep fit. It's like a reverse Samson story. You know, like Samson uh, shaved his head and lost his powers. I have the opposite, that as long as I keep the sides of my hair down and so I don't look like the bald, uh, mousy Jew that I am, I can keep the weight off. So I come from a long line of fats. You know, so I'm not I'm not here like I'm I'm, I'm telling you at some point in my life, I'll, I'll be right in there with you. I, I love donuts as much as the next guy. Luckily, I'm able to exercise and uh, somewhat keep it off. But I'm, I'm like two injuries away in one trip to synagogue to putting on 100 pounds. So like I, I say this with empathy and with an understanding that I, I'm, I may rejoin the ranks of your kind in the future. Uh, but this is the latest and greatest in socialism of trying to pretend like there's no repercussions for your, for your actions, dictating laws that companies have to ignore reality. And uh, just to take a look at some of the parameters about this, which, by the way, I want to say that Eric Adams is kind of being a mean guy because he's fit. Isn't, it, isn't there something mean about facing the repercussions of life and then getting diabetes? I don't know if he was ever fat, but he, I know that he uh, was a diabetic and now he's very fit. So you're really interested in physical fitness. You see benefits from it. And yet you want to socialize more of the losses to insulate people from the bad choices that they're making and further discourage them for making healthier and lifestyle changes kind of seems mean coming from a fit person. Like I would understand this from Chris Christie. Uh, wait, I had more on that other one. Yeah, whatever. All right. North Korea spent the pandemic building a huge border wall. I got a two for one policy here. Let's make peace with North Korea and have them build a wall for us. These are wall building experts. All right. I knew I had more on this. New York city makes it illegal to discriminate against height and weight. Before we continue, I'll take some, uh, I'll take a couple comments here and we could just, uh, break it up, be a normal fat person like me and just get a job that doesn't require people to look at you. You see, they get 2012. I love it when people from the chat can come through and, uh, and you know, with some practical wisdom for everybody. Abby normal R. uh, I practice bed farting. Is that the same thing? Farting is healthy. I think so. I think so. Especially if you need it for, for warmth, um, cause it's the winter. Because then that's like recycling. All right. New York City makes it illegal to discriminate against height and weight. What are my other fart uh, thoughts on that? Um, oh, right. Here's what Eric Adams is really doing. 
you got to be fat if you're going to be in New York City for your own safety. You got to be sturdy because skinny people get pushed into the tracks. And so what he needs to do is create laws that it doesn't matter how fat you are, the, the job can't not hire you because he needs people that are like the side, like anchors. He needs like anchors on those subway tracks because he's keeping so many homeless people out there that if you don't want to get shoved in, you're going to have to have some size and weight to you. And so he wants to make sure that you can still have employment. Uh, now, of course, they got some things in here. I, I, I would think like the same way they do skills tests in an office or like you, they'll say like, hey, this job is doing deliveries. You have to be able to lift 50 pounds. Can you just put on the thing? Must be able to fit in current office chair. Or uh, who really wants to go to court and have to argue, your honor, my client wasn't too fat for his position. That's not true. All right, so here, this was uh, this was part of the, uh, this was uh, from actually a different article, but somewhat explaining the law. A sponsor by New York City, Councilmania Shaw Brew, I don't know what that name is, will prohibit discrimination on the basis of a person's height or weight in employment, housing, and public accommodations. This law will also create an exemption for employers needing to consider height or weight in employment decisions only where required by federal, state, or local laws or regulations, or where the Commission on Human Rights permits such discriminations because height and weight may prevent a person from performing essential requirements of a job and no alternative is available or the criteria is reasonably necessary for the normal operation of the business. This bill would similarly permit considerations of the height or weight by operators or providers of public accommodations, blah, 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 blah. I was just thinking, that, like, you, what you got to do is just become a 600-pound person. You Zoom call in for the interview. You say, yeah, I'm too fat to actually come into work. I can't fit on the subway. I can't walk up your stairs. I can't, I can't be in an office without uh, regular access to food to keep my blood sugar at an even level. And then you sue them for discrimination that they didn't make reasonable enough accommodations. Everyone's blowing up my phone right now. I don't know why it's not on silent. Uh, oh, this was uh, Eric Adams uh, commenting on his policy. I'm a person that believes in uh, health. Uh, so when you talk about not discriminating against someone because of their body type, it's not fighting against obesity. It's just being fair. And so I think this is this is the right thing to do. We should, we, we're going to continue to talk about uh, our progressive health agenda. And science has shown that body type is not a connection to if you're healthy or unhealthy. And I think Doesn't that mean a fit individual who clearly cares about health for his own life, but then he uh, kind of conflates things here because he goes, oh, a body type. Well, I guess that's somewhat true. There's a difference between being like a little heavy, which might be reasonably healthy. But I don't think any doctor saying that obese has nothing to do with your health. That's a misnomer that we are we are really dispelling. All right. All right. I think we got one or two uh, topics left. Uh, and then uh, Pence Christie to launch 2024 presidential bids next week. Of course, you got uh, Chris Christie. He's announcing. Um, and uh, he's not. But I would I would love it if he won the Republican primary, because if he were to run against Joe Biden, that could be the first presidential election to the death. Someone's not making it up a staircase. All right. And then I would like it. I think what Pence should do is he should come back looking like he got out of prison. He goes, listen, Trump called me a bitch and I'm a new man. And then he should actually show up with his gay lover. That's what he should do. He should show up with prison tattoos, no shirt, be just shredded and tatted up and goes, that's right. I want the American people to know that I came out of the closet before Obama and I'm closer to God now more than ever. 
I'll still bail jail people for abortion, but that's because I've recently found my truth and gayness, and I'm closer to the Lord than ever, and so I'll be the greatest Republican that's ever lived. Which, by the way, I can't stand... Have you guys passed, like, churches that now have, like, we accept your transgender kid type signs, or, like, they got rainbow stuff and, like, our queer reading class group on Tuesdays? It's like, just be a church. I don't know. I, I, I look at those signs and I basically see, bring your gay kids. We're running out of kids to touch. All right. I don't know why I had to bash the church there. Exclusive Trump captured on tape talking about classified document he kept after leaving the White House. Um, let's talk about that tomorrow. This is a long enough episode. I feel like I packed a lot into 45 minutes. I complained about planes. Told you everything that was going on in the news. As far as I'm concerned... This has been a good episode and it's over. If you feel like this wasn't enough episode for you because we only did one episode this week, then I, I take you can email me. I'll debate you on the next episode about whether or not this was enough episode. Uh, some report store dates coming soon. Things are kind of moving around, which is annoying, but you know, it's all good. Working on jokes, getting out there, hanging out in people's yards, having a blast. Uh, poor store dates coming soon. Show's over. That's it. Sheathunderwear.com. Promo code RYM, YoDelta.com, promo code RYM, Syracuse this weekend. Come hang out. Show's over. Go do things that aren't this because we're done. It's